What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to episode three of Wiss Trojan Talk. I just want to thank everyone who listened in to episode two with Coach Byer. I really appreciate it. And for anyone who's tuning in for the first time, welcome. Today, I talked to Stuart Malcolm, who is the head coach of the boys' soccer team. I talked to him about his experience playing soccer in a different country and his journey to becoming a high school soccer coach in America. We also talked about what to expect from his team heading into this season. Here's my conversation with him. All right, so I'm with uh, Coach Malcolm right now. How are you, Coach? Good, thanks. Um, So, obviously, where are you from originally? Because people might have a tough time understanding you. Right. I was originally from the uh, north of England, a place called Newcastle-upon-Tyne. I'm known as a Geordie. That's someone who comes from that particular area. People may be more familiar with someone who's a Cockney that live in uh, London, but different areas of the country have different dialects, and I have what's called... A Geordie accent, but again, people from Newcastle would say I've lost that quite a bit since uh, coming over to the States. So when did you actually start to play soccer? Um, I played soccer probably, and there's images of me with kind of a plastic ball at my feet as soon as I could walk. Um, The first time I actually played in a competitive game uh, over in the UK, the actual first leagues you play in is actually Cub Scouts. They have a Cub Scout league. Um, the person who ran the team lived two doors down from me, and I actually had me playing when I was six, which was, I think, a year or two before I could join Cub Scouts because he saw me playing in the street with my brother. So I got to play a little bit ahead of time. But Cub Scouts was the first time. There was not intramural leagues like there are in the U.S. And then when did you play up until... Um, like when did I really, start playing? When did you, like, like when from your youth, obviously, you started, and then, like, what level did you play at, pretty much? Okay. Your career? Um, basically, I played through college, but um, in the UK, at that time, it's a little different now. It's set up differently that you can start to kind of be assigned or aligned with a local professional club. At you, I think, six, seven, eight-year-olds are doing that now. But when I was growing up, Basically, you could have a uh, get go for a tryout at a particular club anywhere in the country, and so um, I had a tryout in a place called Stoke Pont Trent. Port Vale was the name of the club. I think they're in League One right now. Uh, I had one there. I all and then also when I was sixteen, I had a tryout at my local club, which is Newcastle United, which currently play in the Premier League, and. Um, I was assigned to them on what's called schoolboy forms for a year, and then at the end of that year, I signed for another year. And then after that, um, you need a prof- I would need to have got a professional contract. I didn't get offered one of those, but they tried to um, sort me out with a scholarship, actually, because I knew I was, teaching, I was studying to get my A-levels to go to college in the UK, and they actually hooked me up with a college in West Virginia to play, but I already had a college to go to in the UK, so I turned down that offer. And financially, it didn't make a difference because at that time, UK, to go to college in the UK was free, so I wasn't like turning down a huge scholarship. It was just a choice of whether I wanted to go to college in England or go to college in the US, and I chose England. 
So then when did you actually come to the U.S.? Um, during my time at college, I ended up, um, at the, I got my professional coaching qualification as part of the, the uh, program I was on. And I was able to spend my summers over here coaching all over the United States. I've uh, up and down the East Coast, been over to California and Arizona and did coaching over there with this national company. And then, as I said, I came back um, a few years after that when work didn't work out for me that I was doing and I decided that I was gonna do a graduate degree. And so I uh, ended up going to Temple to do my graduate degree. And how does how would you say high school soccer kind of differs from soccer in uh, England? Um, it actually differs quite a bit. Um, I know from my own personal experience that basically uh, most of my peers left school at 16. Um, there's only about 5% of my graduating class actually went to college. So um, basically high school soccer from a you know whole school point of view and the players in the area and everything else really finished a, a U, I guess U16 or whatever you know the sophomore class would be. There was under 18s soccer that was for people who stayed on to school but they weren't necessarily the best players anymore because a lot of them had left uh, to go and find employment or to learn a trade or or you know or to just go you know to work somewhere else so it was something that was was very different it basically high school soccer in the uk was a year round you started in uh, early september and you went through to april may so you played one game a week and you had one practice a week it wasn't every day and it, there was no fundraising there was no parental involvement it was just the and the coach could be a chemistry teacher it was all volunteer yeah, and uh, I was literally just going to ask you a question about that. How do you try and navigate the difficult schedule uh, in high school, like in high school soccer? Yeah, that's the tough part because of, and again, my background's in exercise physiology, and I know for a fact, without even you know going much further, that there's just too many games in a short period of time, and. Um, unfortunately, again, it can lead to injuries and, and you just, and it's just, again, with overuse and just playing too many games in a short amount of time, but that's the way it's structured. And uh, again, sometimes, you know, I'd like to speak with the powers that be to kind of say, look, this doesn't make any sense, um, again, for the health of, of athletes, but it's kind of the way it's been set up for years. So um, I just have to deal with it and recognize some days practice isn't going to be as hard as what it could be just because uh, there's got to be some recovery in there and stylistically like in terms of style of play like how do you think it differs from England and high school soccer um as I said I think the the idea of high school soccer in the UK it's going to have a lot of variation from the point of view of um it really what how the teams get coached um, which will probably shock a lot of people is it again I mentioned it earlier is any teacher in the school can kind of agree to coach one of the teams whether it's U11, U12 uh, one of the most successful teams that I was part of in school was actually the U11 team and um, it was our um, what be like social studies teacher who really didn't have a huge background in soccer it was quite an organization it was something that was fun to do 
there wasn't a lot of, you know, um, high-level coaching going on. It was just, you know, picking the team, evaluating players, picking the team and, and playing. And uh, I said, again, which will be different, is there was only 12 players chosen and uh, 11 players played most of the time and the sub got on maybe 10 or 15 minutes in the whole season because we stayed healthy. We were playing once a week, practice once a week, and so it really wasn't a, wasn't a big deal. All right, and now I'm going to talk to you a bit about like the team last season and this year. So last season you guys finished 4-5-2, and two, yep. but I think that record might have been a bit harsh based on how you guys played in those games. But why do you think the team struggled to win games that they might have deserved to win last year? Um, I think sometimes what happens in, you know, the high school set in particular, you know, it was difficult last year um, not really knowing how the season was going to evolve. I mean, it started off that we were going to play our league games and then other teams said, you know, okay, well, we're going to join in now that, you know, Wissahickon and other teams have shown that we can do it, you know, relatively safely we didn't have to shut down we were fortunate with that and so um you know we we had a, a situation where we did carry a few extra players you know and obviously you carry a few extra players you're trying you know try and play one or two players in certain positions given them opportunity to play and at the time at the beginning of the season it really looked like it was just going to be um just play the league games through and there wasn't really going to be playoffs there was no definite be you know situations so there was times we played some games and played some players to to get them some playing time so it really wasn't coached in the way that say you know this season maybe or the season before so you know some players got some playing time and led to you know some areas and some games you know just getting away from us and and at the end of the day although we were disappointed in terms of not making playoffs um, you know, it was just the fact that we gave the players a season and the opportunity to play was, was the way that we reflected on it at the end of the year. Because so other sports like baseball the year before in the spring semester, uh, you know, those were seniors who never got a chance to play. So we were just grateful that we got a chance to play. So what are you trying to do to make sure the team this time around is getting the results that they need? Um, well, I think one thing that I did this year, which I was going back to what I've done in previous years, is to have the size of the squad um, a little bit on what it's been in the past, which is about 18 players, given uh, the opportunity for you know players to play and you know and not have a situation where uh, you know they'll be on the bench at certain times in the game where maybe it's critical or it's important. You know that we kind of. You know, maybe shut a team down if we got a one goal to lead, goal lead, or try and, you know, be in a position where we're gonna against a really good team. Um, you know, maybe squeeze out a, a tie or or that and be able to get a result which we normally wouldn't. So, that's kind of one of the biggest things this year between this year and last year is we have a squad of the size that we we normally uh, normally would take. And you guys lost three key seniors last year, Christian Vorkheimer, Jake Slackman, and Jack Schmidt. How do you try and replace players like that? Um, I, I like to look at the high school. Why I enjoy doing it is because people you know, say, you know, you've done it for a long time and you know, the, the different situations you have to deal with with regards to being you know, the, the head coach of a high school program. But it's just the fact of each year, for me, it's different. The way they look at it is, you know, 
other programs at the club level, you've got players who played together since they were 10 or 11 or 12 now. I know clubs, you know, teams will fall apart and pick back up again, but you may have a core of five or six players who will stay together throughout that time. Whereas in high school, you know, unless you're playing a freshman and you're starting as a freshman and you're playing all four years varsity, each year there's going to be a large component of the team that's not going to have any varsity experience. So it's really just evaluating what the talents are of the players, looking to see, you know, where the balance may be, and then, you know, trying to set, set up a team that can be successful and with the, with the talents that we have. So that's kind of what I enjoy about it, and that's what you know, I aim to do every year is to look within that you know, first few days of practice to see kind of what we have and, and see what we, you know, how we can move forward. And who are some of the players that have like, stuck out in preseason that you're looking to have a big season? Um, I said, I think, you know, we, we have, um, you know, uh, Ziggy um, McFarland, Emmanuel McFarland, and he started, he was with the program, you know, early on as a, as a freshman as was Michael Arm, they're now juniors, so they're gonna play, you know, um, an important role. Obviously the seniors are looking for a, a big season being their last, you know, the, the captains in terms of um, Julian, um, Mammoth and Aiden McKelvey and Quinn Finash, they'll want to, you know, make a, a solid effort. Um, but we've had, you know, we have some players coming back. We had lost Matthew Henderson last year to injury in preseason, which, turned out to be you know problematic because you mentioned that we didn't quite get some of the results and I think with Matthew being healthy it could have been made a difference to some of the some of the games that we played in and he's back this year I'm sure he wants to do well but overall I said I think we've got um, players that really want to you know knock the ball around and try and play the right way and we just got to you know make sure that we recognize what the other teams are trying to do and shut that down and then try and instill what we're trying to do on the field so they have to make adjustments as opposed to us having to make too many adjustments and so in the end hopefully we'll have a success playing that way. And I've been hearing they're trying uh, some sort of a three at the back or five at the back formation. What went into that decision really? Again it's personnel. It was the idea of um, you know we had people who, who I thought we had three people who would, you know, be be good as, you know, kind of a centre-back combination. And then I looked at um, one or two people that we, you know, had saw the JV level. Obviously, he has a big, a long time in terms of being able to see how players develop. And, and I just felt they had the potential to be able to get up and down the field in a wing-back role, which is kind of, you know, it's been around for years, but in, in different ways, in different formations, and kind of evolved a lot more over the last few years. And I felt there was players that we could do that. Plus we had a lot of, um, we seem to over the last two or three years have a lot of midfield players, players who want to play in the midfield. And so it said, okay, well then we have this kind of setup where we have players who can play in the middle, but also get back defensively. and and try and have you know uh, a larger a larger group within that then hopefully we can you know uh, you know move the ball up the field move through those different zones as it were and and uh, be able to you know to be solid defensively even though we're technically you know three at the back the way that we line up but we'll actually be fairly solid at the back and be able to get players forward too so We'll see how it goes. One game down, and it was 
it was a tie, but we had our opportunities. So hopefully, you know, we'll see how it goes on Thursday. So do you think it's going to be more of a possession-based formation, or do you think you're going to try and sit back and then hit teams on the counterattack? Um, the way things have gone early on, I think it's going to be more possession than than um, a counterattack. And I, I think for them, a lot of the times I've had teams, I think we've had the ability to counter very well. Um, but I think this team's shown in preseason, in the preseason games we played, and also the first game we played, is that they can, which is not you know not too normal as said for the high school setting, just because you're putting teams together every single year, and it's not that like they've been working and knowing each other that much over you know a case of five, six, seven years, like in the club scene. But um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll have to make adjustments as the season goes on. If we're not having success, we have to figure out why we're not having success. But if we are get some success, then obviously we'll continue to try and do that. So another opportunity on tomorrow to find out if it's working or not. Yeah, and speaking of tomorrow, you guys are going up against Hatboro Horsham, the first league game. How do you think you stack up against your competition against the teams like Abington and Hatboro? Um, again, our experience has been with those teams. We've struggled to to uh, to match up physically uh, well with them. I think the way that we try and play the game and you know the talent that we have on the field, I think we match up pretty well with them in previous years. Just physically, sometimes we've just been a little bit lacking, and um, hopefully, you know. This time around, if we if we do get into more possession type game and we kind of make them have to work a little bit hard, it might kind of nullify a little bit of that physicality. Um, you know, we've known in the past that you know they'll switch to a long ball, and we just got to make sure that we, you know, looking to close that down or just have the shape defensively to be able to deal with something like that. Um, but again, each year is different. People kind of say, oh, this team's going to be good because they only lose two seniors, or this team's not going to be good because they lose 10 seniors. And I've always been the opinion of, you know, we take care of what we need to do and play as well as we can. And we make adjustments during the game if we can. Uh, and sometimes you just can't because they're just better teams. So we'll just see how it works out. And what do you think you're looking forward to most about this season, kind of having a normal season this time around? Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, I think that's the, the main thing. As I said, we kind of made adjustments to how we did things last fall because of the pandemic and giving you know, players the opportunity, more players the opportunity to be involved just because of being you know, at home and you know, being in the set and then they were at. Um, so I'm hoping that this year we can kind of have a quote-unquote normal season and just kind of see how uh, see how it goes and again a big few days we've got Hapra Horsham then we play Roman Catholic and we play Abington I think at the end of next week um, you know we'll have a good idea how we uh, how we match up and uh, hopefully we'll have some success if not then we'll be uh, looking to make some adjustments before we see those teams on on the back on the the, uh, the games later on in the year. Thanks for joining me, and good luck this season. Thank you. The boys started their season on Friday with a 1-1 tie at Southern Lehigh, and they open up their league play tomorrow against Hatboro Horsham, who's been a main rival of the team the past few seasons. It should be interesting to see if the team can get back to the district playoffs after missing them the past couple of seasons. That's it for episode number three. Thanks to everyone who listened in. I really appreciate it. 
And if you want more updates about the boys' soccer team and other Wissahickon athletic programs, make sure you follow me on Twitter, at ZachWolf22, and I'll see you next time.